between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Father, we thank you tonight. Now, my heart of any hasie, a prayer to finimatekeni moshite kebraviya to demasimaka, a prisasa feni moshite bani mata veni makata veni nesima kata veni moshite kabra veni muhata, a prisima sefeni to sima shite feni moshite galia to sina mata veni mata veni moshite bata vanika. Oh, Father, we thank you. Jesus, we worship you tonight. Eremasa, Ezita vene moshita vadi ashi keria sima. Oh, mahata vesita vene maukurubata. Father, we give you all the praise tonight. We worship you for your mercy. We thank you for your mercy. We give you all the praise. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Father. Oh, mahata vene mata. Thank you, our Father. Spirit of the living God, we worship you. We adore you. Imasivinati. Erzata, Erzata, Erzata. Ematavana, Wushitabata. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We worship you tonight. Father, we, we've come here again. We come to your to you, to your feet. We come to you, O Lord. We gather at your feet, Father. We ask for mercy tonight to come into all of your blessings. Father, we pray, O Lord, that you would grant us mercy by the merciful high priest who is interceding for us day after day, night after night, non-stop, non-ceasing, Every day interceding on, on our behalf. We ask, Father, that you will grant us mercy tonight again to come into all that you have designed for us to come into. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would water us again. You would wash us with your water. Father, you will wash us again with your blood. We ask, Father, that you will grant us to look into things which you have prepared for us even things that you have designed for our growth. Father, help us tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. Father, as we go into the word, we ask that you will show us mercy to find help in your word, even to access blessings from your word, to connect wisdom, even for your thought tonight, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 
praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Say hello to thy neighbor. I welcome everyone here tonight. Amen. Hello. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for, for joining us tonight and being here. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope we are blessed to be here. Amen. I'm I'm blessed already. Amen. I feel I feel like I can we can just uh, round up the service and just go home. Amen. And they will just we'll just carry the blessing like that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I want to just appreciate each uh, and everyone. I also want to appreciate uh, um, Kelvin for helping us with the guitar. It's getting it's getting anointed by the day. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The Lord will continue to increase you. Amen. I like to also appreciate uh, my darling wife. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And God accept her as well. She's she, earlier, earlier today she was feeling very strong, but uh, the Lord is our strength. Amen. But uh, we can see that the strength of the Lord over, overtook her. Amen. Amen. And uh, she was strong all through. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I appreciate everyone here as well. You know, let's appreciate each other for being here. Amen. Amen. I appreciate you for encouraging us all. You know, by being here, you're encouraging each and everyone here. Amen. We have been strengthened. You know, just seeing each other's face. Without each other's face, you can't greet each other with the with the brotherly love. Yeah? There's nothing like that. Amen. But uh, thank you for being here. Amen. Uh, let's open to the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 1. And I'm kind of excited for what the Lord is doing in our midst. Um, I'm just seeing God um, making sure that our foundation is is sure. Let me put it that way. Amen. And it's so beautiful to just see how God can uh, just lead us in scriptures, even though things we are hearing might be things we've heard before. But to me, it's almost as if I'm hearing it all over again, mm-hmm. as if I, I, I've, not, I've never heard of it, which is interesting, but we thank God. And uh, me, myself, I'm getting, I'm, I'm blessed by what the Lord is saying, and I'm encouraged as well, and I'm glad. And I believe if we can just follow through and just see, you know, go through scriptures that the Lord has been leading us, I think God, there will be a lot of things that God will put together with regards to understanding and and uh, 
being rooted. Amen. You know what God really wants to do when he's building is to make sure we get to the point where we are rooted and grounded. Amen. According to Colossians chapter 2, right? He wants us to be rooted and grounded. Amen. And we can't escape that unless we ourselves we are not uh, we are not faithful. Amen. So um Ephesians chapter one and I think where we stopped on Saturday was verse I believe it's verse uh twelve. We stopped in verse twelve. Mm, actually we stopped in verse not verse twelve, sorry, we stopped in verse uh fifteen. Amen. And I think we've been really, really around um, faith and then just talking much around that and moving into faith of the Son, really. And I, I, I'm, I, well, it's God that is, that is leading us. And I think from time to time I see, I almost as if we're about to move to faith of the Son, then we'll fall back to faith again. And then we'll talk a little bit more about faith. I'm like, mm, okay. I guess there's a lot to, to be said about that. Amen. And I think it's good for our understanding as well, so that we understand that those areas very well. Because if we can understand it, part of the reason why God speaks to us to make us understand things that is so that we can easily appropriate ourselves with that understanding. And we can yield better. Because when we understand better, we, it is easy for us to um, take on the life. Amen. Amen. Um, I guess before before I continue, I wanted to ask: Does anybody have any question? Maybe from last meeting. I know, I don't know. It was just in my heart for some reason. I said uh, I should just ask before we we continue. Amen. Any question? Okay. If there are no question, so we we'll read uh, Ephesians chapter one verse. Uh, I read from verse 12 to verse 15. It says that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love to unto all the saints, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, so that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm reading verse 17 now, the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the heights of your understanding, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. Amen. And uh, here... I read verse 15 again. So, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Amen. Amen. 
Nessen ceased not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, on Saturday, I think we kind of started talking about faith generally. Uh, and then we started talking about faith of the Son. And I think I was trying to explain the aspect of what, what that area is about from faith and then faith of the Son. Because there's a transition from faith to faith of the Son. Amen. And just that area, I think I was just trying to use examples to explain just the transition. Uh, and then I'm using um, a plane, an airplane, just to explain what it feels like. Amen. So I started talking about you know, a plane gather movement right on the ground, pick up speed, and then it gets to a point where it can start, it can fly. Then the pilot needs to pivot the plane, just rotate the plane up. So there's an actual rotation that takes place, which then lifts the plane up from the ground and it starts flying in the air. Amen. And then I'm not liking the milk of the world towards the point where the plane gather enough speed, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where the plane can rotate and then start flying. Amen. So, and I was talking about that, that speed could be likened to us growing in faith, right? And then we, we come to a point where we are full of faith, right? We are full of faith and then the next, when we are full of faith, there is something next after that. Amen. When we're full of faith and power, it means we, we are getting ready to just begin to fly. Amen. So it's at the point where we've come to full faith that we began to journey upward. Because I was explaining um, how a plane works as well, that when a plane is gathering speed, right, it's moving horizontally. It's not going vertically, right? So, there is, and growth in the spirit or spiritual growth is a vertical movement, right? So, it so needs to grow upward, not just horizontally. It mean, just like, I can't remember. I know, I've heard, a, I've heard a, a saying about the cross. You know the cross? And they said that... That Christianity is like the cross, that there's horizontal movement and there's vertical movement, right? Horizontal is, you know, can be likened to us interacting with our brethren naturally here, but vertical is us connecting to God, right? So we connect to God to relate with people all around us. And in a way, it's, it, is, uh, it is useful, right, in understanding in the sense that our growth is towards God, is to God, Right? Our growth is to God, but we have a place for expression, right, on the earth. So the horizontal aspect is mainly expression, kind of, for, for expression, really, right? And we see when it comes to just talking about growth, um, spiritually, growth is, is four-dimensional. It's not three-dimensional. You know, in natural, in natural world, the only thing we know is three. I mean, do we not know five-dimensional? I think... I don't know, do we, do, do we have 5D yet? Because <laughs> in a way, I think there's 5D in my head, I can't remember. Oh, yes. 
It's why I'm, I, I think I think I remember where I'm thinking. If I'm thinking it differently, is is the fifth dimension, not five D, because the fifth dimension they talk about is is not it doesn't really exist. So they kind of so they now named it fifth dimension. So it's almost like they, they named fifth dimension like unseen realm. But that's that's what science just kind of. But no science, but no science. No, no other. Because science really, really not tell you. Science tries to prove. But you know the word, the way they classify some, that they are kind of scientific, but not really scientific. But they are trying to explain something that they can't explain. So they, they kind of put five dimension, the fifth dimension. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure why we have not seen a movie about that yet. Because I'm pretty sure there should be a movie about it. Amen. So, I mean, in, in uh, growth is four. Is 4D, not 3D. Amen, right? Because it is length, breadth, depth, height. So it's almost both horizontal and vertical growth. Amen. Amen. But while while we are journeying and growing, there there are steps and there are things that God put in place, right? To like a pattern for growth. Amen. So the first the first aspect that God grows, when God wants to increase a soul or bless a soul, the first aspect that God grows is the faith dimension, right? God needs to increase faith in the soul so that God can have easy access so that he can transact with that soul. And the purpose for that is so that he can move the soul upward. So God would then do all, do all the preparatory work, right? Begin to teach the soul faith. Begin to move things into the soul. Encounters with the Holy Spirit, which its aim is really to make sure that faith is installed in the soul. Amen. So that the soul have an awareness of, of God's world. Amen. So that it can then begin to interact in that face. Amen. Now, because God knows that if faith is not in the soul, that soul won't be able to take the upward journey. It won't take the upward journey. Why? Because, number one, upward movement is discouraging in the first place. Because it doesn't, it's not as sweet as the horizontal movement, right? It's not as sweet. So, if God just... It is sweet but not as sweet. In the sense that... If God... If you get born again, the first thing God starts talking to you is salvation of your soul. Or, or, let me, or faith of the son. That's why he starts talking to you. The first thing is, say, eh, God, okay, what's that? You throw it away. You will not cherish it. You will not... And God does not cast costly pearls to swine. Is very God is very particular. Even though the ultimate, the ultimate um, goal plan is to make sure that a soul comes into everlasting and eternal life, right? Mm-hmm. But God is very, very, God is a master. But I don't know, I don't know who can plan like God. I've not, it's so it's so funny that even till today, the more we know God, the more we begin to see His plan. And say, wow! So now you, do, you you did all this thing, like wow, 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 and it's going to be like that. Until we finally hear it go, I'm like, eh. Why? Because we can't still fully comprehend him yet. Because we don't have what it takes 
So we can't think exactly as it, and if, we, if we can't think exactly as he thinks yet, we can't really see all his wisdom. We can't see it yet. We can't search it out. So the amount of God's wisdom we've been able to see is based on how much of himself we've been able to come to, to see and realize. Amen. So God will plan that a soul comes first into faith. Right? Install enough strength in that soul for upward movement. Because that's what the plane is getting. When you play, a plane can't just stay on one place and just start flying up. It can't. It's impossible. If you try that, I don't even I don't even you play one you play can't even move at all. I don't I don't know if how that plane would just you sure maybe it might, even, it might even crash. I don't know how it would happen, sure, but but it's just almost an it's an impossible endeavor. So a plane is designed, you must first speed up. So you can what what they are doing there is to gather enough enough strength to overcome the force that is putting the plane down. You know they have to overcome gravity. Right? And they can't just overcome gravity by just No, they can't. They need to gather enough force. Because they are they are speeding up, they are gathering force. And then when it's ready, when they are ready, when they when they reach the required force, I know for a plane, you know it's not the same force every single time. Because depending on the weather, depending on the condition, depending on the wind, right? They will, they have to actually calculate speed for every takeoff. It's not the same all the time. Right? So you can liken that to every soul. Obviously it's not the same. It's not the same. So the speed. Right, that we we all need this particular speed to take off. But one thing is very certain: we all must gather speed together. Right, we must gather speed and then start ascending upward. Amen. So the point of ascending is when God begins to minister to a soul what the kingdom is about. Amen. Amen. So God begins to minister to a soul what His kingdom looks like. Because when we are learning faith, gathering speed, learning Holy Spirit, God is not talking to us about kingdom yet. And because, of course, in a way, we have an idea that there's a kingdom. Because when we read scripture, we see kingdom there. To degree, the degree, all we are thinking about kingdom is all the things that is happening horizontally. Right? All the things that uh, Holy Ghost is doing. Right? We can't see past beyond, okay, what can be more than healing the sick, raising the dead? Oh, maybe more power such that anytime you go somewhere and you just move and your shadow just pass by, people will start getting healed. Maybe that part we can really, really, really manifest kingdom. So when I start, started talking about kingdom with things that are not meant for kingdom. Right. So of course, to, and, and in a way, I still see God's wisdom there in the sense that it prepares our heart for the kingdom, towards the kingdom. We have some, we have an, we're not just, you know, just going aimless without any information about kingdom. So, what we now began to see is that during those era, there's a lot about the kingdom, but there's no much about how to enter the kingdom. But we all assumed that entering the kingdom of God is immediately after you get born again. But it's not. It's not. Um, of, just because you are not in the kingdom of God does not mean 
automatically you have Satan power over you. Automatically um, you are going straight to hell. No. Kingdom is, is for, when we talk about kingdom, we are talking about expression of life. Right? Is, is a, kingdom is a place of reigning. Right? It's a place of reigning. So when we talk about kingdom, that is where, when we talk about reigning. So we have a taste of it in milk when Holy Ghost comes. What, what, what I'm seeing in my heart is just that I'm seeing the aspect of the expression of the gift of the Spirit. In a way, because when, when, when you think about kingdom, most of the things in milk about kingdom, what we relate to it has to do with the Holy Spirit. And not just in the sense of, oh, I have Holy Spirit, but more in manifestation of the Spirit. So manifestation of the Spirit was a major thing when it, when it comes to kingdom. Uh, to the point that we almost felt like if we're not manifesting the spirit enough, we're not manifesting kingdom. And then that informed a whole lot of growth Christ, in, in the Christendom. Right? Because everybody's thinking about how you can fast, how you can pray so that you can get presence. Right? Because they, 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 we, we quickly connected the door that presence gets things done. Right? When there's presence, it is easy to heal the sick. It is easy to raise the dead. It is easy to prophesy. The key is presence. Then you now begin to see a lot of people culturing presence. Right? Message about presence. You know, pay the price. Do the needful. Make sure. Enter the presence. Go and pray. And then you know, not, you know many people will preach, I paid the price for the anointing. Right? I paid the price for the anointing. You need to pay the price. And it, we have a lot of confidence in that because it was working. But what was working is not kingdom. What was working is just gift, manifestation of the spirit. And the way and and it's the, to me the way I see it is because I know that that thing is very sweet and it can almost feel powerful because you hear that the spirit is is the spirit of power, right? Holy Ghost is the spirit of power. So Holy Ghost came to build faith and power in the soul. Because you notice what they talk about Stephen is Stephen being full of faith and power, right? That power there is, is talking about just Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And all those things, when you, not, when you then look at all those things, there are things that can't really stay inside a soul. There are things a soul needs to do to get some form of presence upon, right? And that is the anointing upon. So, we associated the anointing upon with kingdom. And then, what would they begin to see? Just an influx of men. Uh, and... And we should not confuse this with men of God that w- w- operated heavily when it comes to this gift of the Spirit. For example, you see like Charles Chiffany, you know, Kenneth Egan, ministers, Smith Wigglesworth, right? Where they preach faith, they talk about healings and all these things. And we see the gift of the Spirit manifesting like, a lot in in great way that almost we felt like they were the people in the kingdom that were doing things. Right, those things they were done, right, and what we see in their life is that 
they have faith in the Lord Jesus. That's one thing that we can see in all of them that is common. Right? So they are not just, they are not just, you know, these days, a lot of things have been added to, to the gospel. Then it's just pure, pure. What they have is just pure love, sincere, sincere love for God, sincere faith in the Lord Jesus, as we see in this Ephesian here. They have faith in the Lord Jesus and they have love towards the saint. It's clear. Clear, sure. It's true. And it, we can see it litter everywhere. Just when you look at the life of Egin, that's just what you see. When you look at Charles Giffany, what you see. When you look at um, Aura Robot, plenty, right? Catherine Kuhlman. You, and you notice one of the things that you begin to see these people talk about a lot. They think Catherine Kitchen is it? Am I pronouncing the name right? Yeah. Catching Kuman. You notice Catching Kuman was talking about the Holy Ghost a lot. The power of the Holy Ghost. Getting people baptized in the because in that you know before that time, it's almost as if people forgot about the Holy Ghost. Then when I say in different times, you just see uh, you know God raise raise a man. Maybe Smith Wiggles World, maybe you know, Kitchen Kuman, you know. But one of the things when you see different things, what you see is that they were putting emphasis emphasis on the Holy Ghost. Because Holy Ghost is the key. As you can see here in Ephesians chapter 12, it says, is the seal. Right? We should see verse, verse 13 of Ephesians chapter 1. So, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Now, if any soul misses this aspect, just forget it. Right? That no matter how much you are learning, you are you, you can be in a place where they are teaching everlasting life raw like this. But you miss this one, you you won't inherit that life. It's impossible. Because one thing that even though we think that that first day, that Holy Ghost, that faith area, that First, faith life, Holy Spirit. One, one of the things that characterizes faith life is enough of Holy Spirit. You see, how? You can't operate faith without Holy Ghost, right? If you're having faith, there must be a, there must be a touch of the Holy Spirit involved. There's, there's, act, there's transaction, there's, you, 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 you can't disconnect faith and the Holy Spirit. You can't disconnect that. The, when, when only, when, the moment Holy Ghost comes upon you, the first thing you feel is faith. That's, that's, that's to tell you that you can't separate Holy Spirit from faith or the receiving of faith in a soul. Right? What, once Holy Ghost comes upon, it's almost as if you believe things you can never... You can, in that instance, you can believe anything can happen. You can believe... That God will supply a need. You can believe then that God can heal a sick. You can all of a sudden, you just begin to have faith. Things that you don't think you can believe God for, you begin to believe God for it. That's one thing that's characterized, that characterizes Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is also the spirit of faith. When, when Holy Ghost comes, in it, you see that there's faith installed in, in that soul. The moment we disconnect Holy Spirit, you notice that it's almost like the dial fit. It's, it's, it's like a dial, on, off, on, off. And then you notice that when you are, maybe you are fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, 
and then you are sensing the anointing, you are you notice faith in you know, and the faith you notice is not that I'm believing God that God I believe you give me a car. You notice that it's just just faith available in your soul, which you can then use for things. When faith is available, you can decide to start using it to believe God for things, right? You can decide to use that faith to trust God for some. Sometimes when that is available, right, that is when you have faith in the word enough to connect maybe a revelation, a blessing from there, right? Sometimes when revelation is coming out of the word to us, faith is at work, right? There are times we feel like in revelation we just read. It's almost as if there's no faith. You can almost, you can almost connect faith with the anointing, right? Almost, it's almost the same. So Holy Spirit is also faith. Amen. Amen. So it is clear, the more of Holy Spirit that you have, the more of faith installed in a soul. Amen. And the reason for all this is, like I've said earlier, is to make sure that a soul is prepared to take off in the spirit. A soul can start hearing about the kingdom. Right? Now, because taking off has to do with a few things. For you to take off in the spirit, you, should, you, you, you need to begin to start seeing the kingdom. All you've been doing before then is just hearing about it. We are not yet, we are not yet in the kingdom of God. Right? We're not yet in the kingdom. And we need to start hearing about it. So Holy Ghost talks a lot about the kingdom. We hear, oh, I mean, but one thing I realize, when Holy Ghost is talking about the kingdom, it's not really telling us, like I've said earlier, it's not really telling us that what we are doing is the kingdom. He's just telling us there's a kingdom, there's a kingdom. If we are wise, we should be asking, how do we get the kingdom? By studying scriptures, right? But we couldn't get there because of the, the state of our soul. So we couldn't get to the point where we start asking questions like, how do we enter the kingdom? And go, we start answering those kind of questions. Those kind of questions get answered when we start learning the fate of the son. Amen. So what they do is they get us full of faith enough. We've heard about the kingdom. Then we need to start seeing the kingdom. And there are things that Holy Spirit will do to get that to happen. Amen. Now all the things that all the things that Holy Spirit needs to get to happen are the things that is for transition. Amen. So what Holy Spirit is doing while we are learning faith is actually is a preparation. So Holy Spirit is preparing us to for the or let me say is preparing us for the kingdom. Amen. So it teaches us faith so that we can transition to the faith of the Son of God. Amen. Now so when you're not talking about faith of the Son, faith of the Son of God is a life. It's a kingdom life. So faith, faith of the Son is a kingdom life. And there's a difference between 
I, I guess I feel, I feel I should also clarify this aspect, right? In the sense that, you know, there's a way we, we mention faith is for to pull spiritual things. So God is teaching us faith such that the way we are believing God for natural things, we can also start believing him for spiritual things. Amen. Now, believing him for spiritual things is different from the faith of the Son. In the sense that, believing him for things generally is actually is more of a relationship thing. Does that make sense? In the sense that it's more of just making us more familiar with God. So that when he begins to talk about things in the kingdom, we don't just get disconnected. Right? We have, okay, we believe, okay, God, I believe you. If I can, if I can believe you for things, I can believe you for all. Because if you look at that, when it comes to faith, believing God for spiritual things, you can do that in milk. Right? Now, typical example, just look at Egin. Believe God for spiritual things. Egin's life was not about believing God for money. It's not about believing God for, for children. It's not about believing, it, was, it was more about believing God for spiritual things. Then how, to, how to use the spiritual to answer the natural. That, that, that was his, his, his focus. What was his life? Right. So you can see that, that there's faith in what he was doing. His interaction, the way, the way he sees God, the way he, he relates with God. Is based on faith. And that's what the scripture is referring to as faith in the Lord Jesus. Right? According to Ephesians chapter um, 15 here. So when I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. So when you talk about like Kitchen Coleman, um, Smith Wigglesworth, you see all these men, right? What you see in their life is faith in the Lord Jesus. And one of the, one of the things you just see there, like I, I think I also mentioned it on Saturday, is that they just have pure love for the Lord Jesus. They, are not, they don't have anything attached to what they are doing apart for Jesus. They just want to do what is right for Jesus. That's it. Right? So what the Lord is committing to them, they are committing to faithful men. Right, so they're just committing that okay, the Lord has given this to us. That's their attitude. The attitude is not, it's not, and you don't realize that those things were growing until Egin. When you now see Egin, Egin is, Egin is almost like the embodiment of all these things. Egin is the embodiment of Catherine Kuhlman, Egin is the embodiment of Smith Wigglesworth, is the embodiment of, I don't know if you know Dr. Reddit, is it Doctor? There's another man called Reddit that Egin referenced in his books, right. And other people that you will see. And then, when you read Egin's books or you listen to Egin, notice that when he's teaching, he's teaching sincerely. He's not teaching so that you become popular. He's not teaching so that um, they will recognize or you know you feel like he's no. All he's just doing is to teach what is right scripturally. Bring what is right into the open. Men can see it. Pattern of themselves after it and then grow. Amen. And one of the things, or one thing that God told him on his sickbed is go and teach my people faith. Go and teach my people faith. Because 
to God, when he's looking at souls, one thing is lacking. No faith. But you can't, you can't, but the life I want to give you, you can't have it except there's faith inside. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can't, you can't, you can't really, really get where where I want you all to be without faith. But that doesn't mean that certain people were not able to gain that faith. People, but very few, when you look at it, were able to to live that kind of life of faith. But it's not something you see mainstream. Amen. It's not something you see mainstream. And one thing that is in God's heart is that if there's a pattern that he has seen that he made, God wants to see it mainstream. Now, so when God is look, what God is not going to do is maybe you see one or two people that's able to come into it, then you now begin to multiply it through them. Amen. We see the same example in in, in Abraham, right? There was nobody, nobody had faith. Nobody could believe God to the point where Abraham. It's Abraham. What am I saying? Yeah, it's Abraham. Right? Nobody could believe God. But God found Abraham. From Abraham alone, right? Abraham, God brought forth Israel. And it's a multiplication from 1 to 12. Right? Then from 12 to many. Because they are supposed to be many nations. Amen. So God found one person. Faith there multiplied it. So we began to see it even in our days where we see, you know, Smith Wigglesworth, maybe Smith Wigglesworth's resources were there, available, right? Others will find it different ways and then pick it up, right? Then when you not get to Agin, faith, God told him to teach people faith, then faith went mainstream. God began to multiply faith in men. So it's not the only in few again. It began to, or let me put it, God moved it into the body. So the body of Christ at large, we're all learning faith. And that's what those men were about. Again, because there, there were so many things, there were so many teachers that were wrong. So many. But God just found him. God was able to help them. God began to use him to correct things. Began to correct things. Different ideologies. Things about, you know, people even believing that a preacher ought to be poor. So God told him, no, 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 that's not my will. Right? It's just, you know, it's people's mind that just believe that, right? So God taught him the right way. Said, you can, God also taught him faith when it comes to finances. And he used it and it worked. But you'll never see again. Using faith to acquire wealth. No, it wasn't. I wasn't doing that. But he had a truth. Okay, God doesn't, okay, I can believe God even for financial, for financial things. Then he believed God. And that's it. But he believes God at points of need. Not at points of want. He didn't just want it. You know, some of us would just sit in our living room and we think about one million dollars. Hmm. Ah. Father Lord, I want some million dollars. And then, one will notice that the one million dollars is not coming after a month, after two months, after three months. They will begin to think of what you can do to help God achieve one million dollars. 
all those things. And when I realized that we started, we started doing things that we are trusting God for. Let's say eventually we got it. We'll not say we thank God. I believed God. You did not believe God. <laughs> you worked it. Amen. So we see those things. Then Eggy began to correct it. But one of the things we just see evident because of time, so I can move forward. One of the things we begin to see is that faith went mainstream. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So those were the things or the prerequisite things that God needed to make sure it's in place before men begin to move upward. Amen. Praise the Lord. And one of the things that God told Egan's mom, Egan's mother, is that it would help bring me back the second time. Right? So, and God told him, okay, go and teach my prophet. So now, what Egan's ministry really, really, really was to do is actually bring Christ the second time. Now, that bringing of him is not that you see Jesus descending physically, right? Now, there's, there's what we call the coming of the Lord in the soul, right? And it's, and it's, and it's in the scripture, right? John, read John 14. Should we read it safe because of time? So now, I know I mentioned it, and it's a critical point. I guess maybe I can just mention. I'll just read it quickly, and then I'll move forward. We'll go back to Ephesians um, chapter 1. So, John 14. And I'll read verse... Amen. I'll read from verse 13 to verse 21. Hopefully and quickly. Says, and whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Says, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you, I will come to you. See, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So here, he's not talking about the Holy Spirit here. He's talking about himself coming to you. Right? So first, the provision he made for them is that, I will pray the Father, he will give you another comforter. Right? Which is the Holy Spirit. Which they call the Spirit of truth. Amen. Which is called the spirit of truth. 
So the Holy Spirit is coming, like I was explaining, that the Holy Spirit was designed for faith. Or when someone will receive the first in residence of the Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit ensures that faith is restored in that soul by filling that soul or filling that person. The infilling of the Spirit is a feeling, right? It's a feeling. Holy Spirit is feeling that. And you know, what they feel, what Holy Spirit feels is the spirit of a man. Right? Because Holy Spirit is not in the soul of a man. Holy Spirit is in the spirit of a man. Right? Because Holy Spirit can't dwell in the soul. It dwells in the spirit. Amen. Now, and Ephesians chapter 3. Yeah, 3. Ephesians 3 explains that very well. In the sense that in, uh, when, when they're talking about, is it 16, 17, thereabout, where they began to talk about that it will strengthen you by His Spirit in the inner man. Right? That you might be strengthened by His Spirit in the inner man. Right? Now, the inner man is the spirit of a man. Right? We know that the inward man is the soul. So, when he said it will strengthen you, they're talking about strength being re- released into the soul. Strengthening you by his... So how he will do it is by his spirit that is in the inner man. Amen. So he will give you the comforter, which is the seal that we read in Ephesians. And that seal is going to ensure that there is faith restored in you. It will keep filling you. The more he fills you, the more faith is installed or is deposited in the soul. So each filling of the spirit... It's actually a giving of faith. Right? And we now see that Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, right, is also full of faith. Amen. He's full of faith because he is full of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. Right? So, like that thing that I was explaining earlier, where Holy Spirit you can't separate the Holy Spirit from faith. Amen. And I think this aspect of this, I don't know why we are still talking about this faith, this faith again. Ah! It's like almost as if there's a lot about this, this faith. This is not faith of the Son yet. <laughs> Amen. It's almost as if there's a lot, there's a lot about this faith. Right? In that is, that God needs to restore it inside the soul. There's just a lot about it in the sense that when you're thinking about faith, most of the time, what we think about are what we can use faith for. Not exactly what that faith is about. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.
just to make sure that there is provision it's more it's more like an impartation that is a, is a, is a, is a, is a impartation of faith made available amen and if if we learn it well the result we see is a man full of faith amen no christianity is real Amen. Amen. And the things that is spoken about in spiritually in Christianity is real, it's too real. They are, they are real. It's not it's not gimmicks. It's not it's not you know no foreign thing that you can't really touch. It's not that it's actually tangible. But it's just that you know sometimes when souls are closed up to they don't want to accept, in a way they don't want to experience it. Or maybe you know, sometimes we can feel like serving God is going to be a burden. So let me let me enjoy my life now. Later, maybe you know, I'll just and it's a lie. Time is going. The time the time is short. Time is short. There's no no more time. Before I, before I can say there's maybe there's time before. I mean, there's no time before, right? There's no time. But I can say maybe before. Maybe there's, there's even time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But, but, but now, right, we don't have time. We don't have time. 
There's no more time. There's time no longer. Things are, things are speeding up. Time is speeding up. Um, iniquity is, is just deleting men anyhow. Okay? Imagine, you know, some of the things. So how you know that you know, you know, iniquity is on a fast speed? Yeah. It's when you just look, when you just you know when you look at Nigeria now, that's that's place is a good place to check. Yeah. Just check Nigeria. Notice now, all of a sudden, you start seeing people doing is that. There's all the morning rituals, rituals everywhere. You see, seventeen years old, sixteen years people just looking for money for no reason. Well, for money, right? That's their reason. <laughs> but I mean, you just see all kinds of things, things that when you look at Nigeria, you can't even. T- I mean, we know that there maybe. You know, those kind of things happen. But it's not even that rampant. It's not... We know it happened, but... But now, it's almost like there's no more fear. People just... Shh. And if that is... That will tell you that... Ah! Ha! Speed up. Go, go to the mountain. This is time for you to go up to the mountain. And if you're on the mountain, don't come down. No. Don't come down. Let me say, let me go quickly go and check my house. No, don't come down. Amen. Amen. God wants us to climb up to the mountain. So, what does that mean for us? It means that we should we should be really, really, really um, was concerned and sincere about us just growing. If there, if there's something that our heart should look for and pant for, is to get a hold of God. Yes. We can we can lay hold. On eternal life. It's possible. If not, Paul won't say fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Paul wouldn't say fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Because it is important. Faith is very is essential. We should grow. We should not we should not take we should not take it lightly and it's not something to be afraid of. There's nothing to be afraid of when it comes to going after God. Because God is not going to take away. God is not going to take you away. God is going to take things away from you. Amen. Rather, God would bless you more. Because sometimes, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. There are different things. You know, we all have different reasons why sometimes we are not going after God the way we are. We should, right? Sometimes. It might just be that, you know, sort of, you know, this aspect I'm talking about, maybe you're a Christian or you're a Christian, right? And then, you know, maybe you see, like, see those ones, they, ah, that's their, that's their, their standard of that. that you know, Christianity, is, Christianity is, like simple Christianity. Christianity is not simple. There's nothing simple about it. It is, there's no, there's no, let me do it gently. There's no gently doing it. As either you are doing it or you're not doing it. It's as simple as that. Right? And for us that let's say let's say okay, we are pursuing after it, right? We should not be weary or get discouraged. We should keep on keep on going, keep on running after the life. We must lay hold of it. It's real though. It's real. It's very real. Very, very real. Oh, it's very real. It's very real. 
It's very real. It's very real. Christianity is real. God's life is real. There's something, there's something. Like when we talk about God's life, it is real. It's tangible. It can be touched. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So God, God really wants us to, to yield ourselves. And if God wants to make sure that we are growing, like I said, He will make sure that we are full of faith. He will ensure faith is installed. Amen. So when we think about faith itself, let's not just think about what faith can get us, but think about what faith itself is. If the way we, if the way we engage faith is based on what it is, we'll be able to utilize it as well as we should. Now, what we can get with faith is, is just a pointer to teach us what faith is. Faith is faith is something tangible. Is a is a how do I put is a is a is is an installation. It's something. It's something. It's something you can measure in your soul, right? And if you can measure, it, it's a substance then, right? So you can measure it the same way. There's measures of the spirit in a soul or in a in a man. Let me use the word man. There are measure, There's measure of the spirit in a man. There's a measure of faith. Amen. So faith can be available. Amen. Faith can be available. And faith, faith can be absent. Amen. When faith, when, when, when faith is available in a measure, in a, in a little measure, that one you can really really use it for natural things you can use it for things that one may but when you begin to see faith in its strength you notice that it begins to, it doesn't it doesn't mess your 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 thinking your your posture with faith it's not it's not just thinking naturally alone you notice you begin to move heavenly you begin to think spiritually faith begins to move you into interacting with god's word things that are there right faith begins to move you into the world of angels Right, spiritual things that man is designed initially to actually flow with that Satan has made foreign to the soul, right, and to man generally because he said we are alienated from the life of God, right, according to Ephesians chapter 4. We are alienated from the life of God, but God wants to make sure that that, that world is world, is tangible. Is real. We can touch it. We can interact with it. We can pull things from there. We can engage things in there. And in a way, if, if we if we take faith well, there's some measure of life that it puts to this. So even though that faith is not intended for the installation of life, but we would almost near life, almost. But that faith is not intended for life. But it is what we need to be able to pull life down into the soul. Amen. Because God needs to gather us, give us enough strength to believe God enough for things in that dimension, that realm. Amen. When God sees that, time has gone then God begins to introduce 
another faith into the soul. Right? So it is faith to faith. Right? So, I mean, if you talk about it just spiritually, not trying to explain with just words, right? You know, it's almost sound the same. Faith, faith of the Son. Faith, faith of the Son. Faith, faith of the Son. Right? It's almost like it's a continuation. So there's faith. There's faith of the Son. Amen. Now, when you now talk about faith of the Son of God, right? That what you call faith of the Son is not a faith. Is it clear? Faith of the Son is a life. That life is called faith life. Amen. So that life is the faith life. That life is in the Son. So they call it faith of the Son. But it's actually, if you want to interpret it in what it's called, it is the life of the Son. Amen. So it is the life of the Son that we call faith of the Son. Praise the Lord. I think I jumped. I think, I think, but I think we are okay. I jumped. I think I was reading that John. I was explaining that I will come to you, right, again. And I think, I think they actually connected in the sense that that coming to you, because I was explaining the first part, right, where Holy Ghost is given to install faith, right, which the comforter is given, he has installed faith. Then after that, right, after that, then Jesus said, I will come to you, which means that there is an impending coming. Or there's a, oh, is, it, is that English correct? Or a, a coming that is pending. Right? Once we receive the Holy Spirit. So that coming is pending. What would eventually allow that coming to take place is the fate of the Son. Right? So there's a faith life that should result. That faith is going somewhere because it's not the, that faith itself is not the end. That faith is going somewhere. And that's why I call it a faith for movement because it's a journey. So you are on a journey. So faith of the Son is for movement. Now faith in the Lord Jesus right, is to face you towards Jesus, receive all the strength, gather all the all the faith required for you to interact with God's word. All those things require that things that you now begin to deal with in God's world. Right? Then faith of the Son comes into, into play. Then we begin to engage that. And then we begin to journey towards God. Right? And the faith of the Son is to bring you to a point where Jesus will now come to you. Right. So you notice that what is attached to that is also faith. Say faith of the son, which is the life of the son, which will result in him coming. So it now makes sense what God told again. It will help bring me again the second time. So it will help bring me. It's almost a fulfillment of this scripture that I will come to you again. There's something that will make him come. It's called faith. Amen. Now, 
I hope we understand what I when I say what will bring him is faith. I'm not talking about faith. Mark eleven twenty. <laughs> so what will bring him is faith, but it's not that one. But that one is required to teach a soul. Mark eleven twenty four faith is required to teach a soul how to actually engage faith, to learn faith, to use faith. Know what faith is for. This faith is faith towards God, right? Then when that is learned, then we can transition into learning the faith of the Son of God. Amen. So we transition into that faith. And the the faith that Egin started with is the faith towards God. But Egin was actually moving into the faith of the Son. Amen. I don't know why I keep going back. I don't know. I felt I need to talk about that Holy Ghost area again. I don't know. Time has gone. I'm going to close soon. You know, for, for, in, my, in my mind, I've seen that faith of the Son aspect for the past how many weeks now, and we have still not, we've not, we've not even <laughs> started talking about that aspect yet. And there's one thing I also realized when I began, when I was meditating on this thing. I realized that, oh, wait, oh, this word of faith of the Son is, is vast. There's a lot to be said about it. We've not even started talking about itself. If ordinary faith is this big, how, how come faith of the Son itself? Amen. So when it comes, in the, it's in the world of faith of the Son, you begin to learn things pertaining to that era. Right? We might have had the knowledge of things like the t- temple, tabernacle, angels, heavens, right? But they may not really, really be arranged properly in the soul. It is, the, is, it, it is in that world of Christ that they begin to explain those places very well. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, faith of the Son. Let's read. Let's read. Um, no, I think I've, we've read this John. So, this John. I think I, I think I've said enough about it. Which I will, it will help. It will, I will come to you again. So, there's a coming, right? It's a pending coming. The moment you start learning faith of the Son, it does not mean he, he has actually come. He's actually he's getting ready to come. Faith of the Son is what. But there's something that there's something that should call him and bring him. If that is not present in the soul, Jesus can't come into that soul. So what God is doing is you'll make faith of the Son begin to raise souls, put things, install things inside that soul that when it is fully grounded and installed in there, right? Then Jesus can now come into that soul. So there is the coming of Jesus into a soul, right? Which is different from rapture, the second coming. Right? So it will come, in, there's a coming of Jesus into a soul. But Jesus comes gradually into the soul. The beginning of a Hanuma City of Fire, right? The beginning of, the beginning of Jesus coming into a soul starts when the soul begins to move upward. When the soul begins to journey upward. Right, he, to some degree, he has, he has, he has, he has started beginning to defile gra- gravity in the spirit. Now, gravity in the spirit 
is the word of Satan. Right? Principalities, power, rulers of darkness, and their spiritual wickedness. See those, those arrangements, their spiritual gravity. They don't want you to move upward. Now, the system that created that gravity is called the world. Now, the beginning of escape from the world starts when a soul begins to come into the fate of the sun, begins to learn. So that means that plane is about to start flying. And you now realize that when the state begins to start flying, it starts gradually. It doesn't just start going up and then all of a sudden it disappears and then up in the sky. No. It's gradual ascension. So, our escaping the world is gradual. As Jesus comes into the soul, or let me speak this word, as Christ comes into the soul, we gain elevation. So, we gain heights. What's that word? That they, we gain altitude. Because that's what they use in planes. The moment a plane the first thing it does is it takes his nose up. And because he has gathered a lot of force, I'm using it to express spiritual things. So, so I mean, we have lent the milk well. You have gathered force full of it. The first thing is it tilts the nose up. So just that tilt, that rotation, to just take the nose off, the plane will just naturally start flying. Then it will now start gaining altitude gradually. Amen. So, that point of taking off is where a soul is introduced into the fate of the sun. Amen. Amen. And there's a and I've not said, I've not talked about how that will happen. Shao Kai. Definitely not today. <laughs> Def, definitely not today. Amen. Because because now because the next question is so how will a soul because you know, uh, everybody has to be like, hey, we say we transition, but how do we transition? What happens? Something happens. You begin to see the kingdom. How do you see the kingdom? You get born again. <laughs> I mean, that's John 3 3, right? But I mean, just summary I'm giving. So let's not think too much about it now. God will help us. We'll go into it. God will help us. Amen. So, back to Ephesians. Chapter 3. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus loves you. So, verse... Um, Verse 14, I read verse 14, say, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. Now, they're talking about the Holy Ghost here, right? the spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance. So, in a way, because normally, when you look at the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is not an inheritance. The Holy Spirit is given for the purpose of inheritance, but here they call him the earnest. Of our inheritance, so almost like a is the guarantee or the guarantor of our inheritance, right? The earnest of our inheritance, or a token to ensure that you actually receive the inheritance. Now, and 
It is the faith of the Son that begins to bring the word of inheritance to a soul. Or let's say the word of Christ that begins to bring the discussion of inheritance into a soul. Right? And the beginning of that is the learning of the faith of the Son. Now, what, what that faith of the Son, what is called is, there are many names you can call it. You can call it righteousness. Amen. Or you can call it truth. Amen. Because you notice here, they, talk, they call the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. Right? So you can call it truth. You can call it righteousness. So, when you're talking about faith of the Son, what it entails is the learning of righteousness. Amen. Now, how we move into the faith of the Son, right, is by learning the righteousness of God. Because you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't see. When it comes to kingdom, there are things surrounding kingdom, right? If you don't know righteousness, you can't, you can't be in the kingdom. Because the people in the kingdom are righteous people. If you're not righteous, you can't be part of the kingdom. Amen. And there was a thought in my head. I think I forgot what I was going to say, but maybe God will remind me. Amen. The, the entrance into the kingdom, right, begins when a soul begins to learn righteousness. When you learn righteousness, you are gaining entrance. You are gaining altitude. You are beginning to move up. You are beginning to move up. Amen. So we are, got, we are supposed to read scripture also. So I read uh, verse 14 in Ephesians. We'll go, we then we'll go. We'll see where we'll go then. So which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, until the praise of his glory. So wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. So Paul here was praying for the Ephesians. said, I have seen your faith in the Lord Jesus. So that's just pure faith. Like I said, just pure love for Jesus. Right now, if you are trying to figure out what this looks like, because I know I don't know why I'm talking like this, Jesus, help me. Time has gone. I want to round up. The thing is, because one of the things that beclouds us is that we are trying to figure out if we've if we've acquired this thing. And that's how we used to think a lot. It's like we are looking for step one, step two, step three, step four. Okay, how do I know? Okay, if I can do this, do this, do, do that. Yeah. And it's not it's not always like that. You, there are things you have to do, but it's not about focusing on steps, right? It's not a formula. The same way, you know, one thing that I'll say that settled it for me, or just an understanding is, you know, we're trying to learn charity. And Reverend mentioned one day, he said, if you are trying to, to love, if you are trying to do charity, or let's say the secret of charity it's not that you are trying to do charity. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Not that you are trying to do charity. Yes. Yes. Say, but that you... Pre- the, 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 what's it, the landmark there is that you prefer others 
better than you. Or you prefer your brother better. You are noticing that it is not an act. It is a state of heart. Right? So it's not... So it's not that it's, see, that, that, that understanding, that state, is what would allow you to love your brother. So it's possible you actually don't have that state and you're trying to love your brother. In a natural sense, you might say, we have charity. Uh, now, if the person wants to judge themselves, I have entered charity. Then when God looks at it, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you, are, you are far from charity. Why? Because it is easy to just cook up things and do. Right? But that doesn't mean you should stop trying. Right? I mean, of course, you will do, 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 do until it becomes nature, a state. Right? There's a meekness God will allow us to come into, then all of a sudden, you just be, you are able to agree. Ah, yes, this thing, this is it. Then you, all of a sudden, you just get it. Oh, wow, that's it. Amen. You know, deliverance happens every day. Oh, you don't think so? Yes, it does. Which day was that? I was just with my wife. Uh, no, random, the nothing was happening. I just, I just thought of something. I just said, wait, oh. This, there's something wrong with this thought. I wait, wait, wait. Why am I thinking this way? <laughs> and I shared it with my wife. I said, look at this thing now. See, there's problem in this, in this, in this, in this area. I can't, I can't be thinking like this. Maybe one day I'll share the example, but not today. But it was just, it was just a thought, a frame, just a, is it, and it's not, it's not even just something I, you know, something I do to others. You get what I mean? It's just, a, it's just a, it's an understanding. And so I see if I actually use it. You get what I mean? But it's just there. I don't realize the way to. This thing, gradually, maybe. He might spill some water inside the earth and then tsk, throw it away. But the problem is that he keeps spilling water continuously. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, why is this water always here for me to drink all the time? Wait. Although I know I'm okay, I'm refusing it, but this thing, why is it there? The reason why it's available is that there's an understanding. <laughs> the understanding is there. And you may not offend anybody. You may not uh, do anything bad. But he's there. And those are the things heaven really, really wants to deal with. Amen. So don't just, you know, start calculating, you know, how you are going to enter righteous charity faith. <laughs> it's a life. It's, an, it's, it's, by, it's by understanding. It's an understanding that needs to. And how do you get there? Sincerely just seek God. Pray for it. Be sincere in your journey with God. You will eventually get there. Amen. But just to give an example of this, and this example, right, is just to show people that have embodied what we talk about faith in the Lord Jesus, right? It's just when you, when you see A again, right? Typical example. And the way he, the way he relates with scripture, when he's teaching faith, his heart was just pure, right? In his heart, he was sincere with what the Lord is saying, Right? And he just loved God. He served God. No issue. No. You know, there's a way maybe he has his own agenda, something in love. No, the moment if God comes and corrects one thing, quickly, again, will change, switch. Sometimes, most of, most of his things, when you hear is it, like, it's things like this. One day, I was, I was talking. Yeah? And I, I was talking. 
I know I, I didn't get the right accent, but I tried. <laughs> but I tried so. And he gets what? And all of a sudden, ah, uh, an understanding entered into my into my spirit. Oh, I didn't say my heart. I didn't say my soul. My spirit. And it, as it entered into my spirit, all of a sudden, I just understood the scripture. The scripture came to my mind, and it talked about what the Lord has done. Like, I'm like, see, see what kind of human being is this? <laughs> Amen. So, pretty much, what he's trying to explain is that there's a revelation that came to him about scripture and how he was dealing with things, and all of a sudden, it was. He was able to now rearrange how he has been addressing that thing. Right? Straightforward. Now, what I'm trying to bring out there is the lesson where he was open to receiving. And it was just sincere. In that interaction, there was no... You receive the relationship so I can go and teach people. So that he can feel like he's the one that came out with... I said something else. No. We're just correcting that. Oh, no. I've been doing this wrong. I've been doing this wrong all this while. Oh, let me correct it. Then he can teach people. You know what I mean? Just, but what you see, they just see a sincere faith in the Lord Jesus. Amen? And then love towards the saint. Now, I don't have time because of time I'm rounding up. But, of course, you see, Egin taught a lot on love. In short, the foundation for everything else is love in his teaching. So when he teaches something, he will always fall back to the foundation and he will teach love. If he wants to teach you how to pray, he will teach you love. If he wants to teach you how to read your word, he will teach you love. If you want to teach you how to receive the Holy Spirit, you will teach you love. So, you know, the foundation for everything else he teaches is love. So, one of the things he was able to teach them, or not just teach, embody, is faith in the Lord Jesus and love towards the saint. Amen? Now, I'm using that as an example here because that's the peak of faith before you transition into the faith of the Son. Right? Then Paul, when Paul saw the Ephesians, he now says, also, after I have seen, means he looked at them, he measured them, and then now realized that they have actually come into a stature of faith and love in, in milk. He now said something to them. He said, where awful, also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, he said, cease not to give thanks for you. He said, making mention of you in my prayer. So when you saw where they've come to, and I began to pray for them. Why? For them to move into what is next, which is learning the life of the Son, faith of the Son. Amen. Now you now notice that one thing he mentioned there is that he began to pray. So if you are looking to enter the life too, what can you do? Pray. Begin to pray about it. And that's the same thing I did when I had no clue what it was. And how did I get to play the prayer? Not play, pray the prayer. <laughs> pray the prayer. I was listening to Egin. Then Egin began to talk about this passage and said there was something that happened to him that all of a sudden he read this and he was like, he's going to pray this prayer that Paul prayed in this Ephesians. And he began to pray it continuously. He prayed it for more than like six months, non-stop. So anytime he gets an opportunity to pray the prayer, he'll pray it. I've not talked about the prayer, but what's the prayer? The prayer is that, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 
the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint. Amen. He actually read it up until 22. But I'm going to pause here because of time. Right? But what he was praying for here is actually entrance into the kingdom. Right? So he prayed this prayer for them. So, and this prayer is for to move the Ephesian church into the next growth phase. Amen. Amen. And what, what, what characterizes this growth phase is the learning of faith, which is of the Son of God. Amen. Amen. And that faith is a life. It's the life of Christ. So just to round up before we, we close today, we're not going to talk too much about it. We're just going to go to the book before Ephesians, which is just around, around the corner. Galatians 2, verse 20. He said, I am crucified with Christ. He says, nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it's a, by the faith of the Son of God. So what he's saying here is that I live by the faith of the Son of God. So the faith of the Son is a life. So Paul is now saying the life I live down is the life of the Son. I live by the faith of the Son of God. So this faith is a life. It's, of, it's the faith of the Son of God. And you know that the Son of God is an everlasting Son. So, which, so this faith has a journey. It's a journey. It leads to the Son. Right? So it lives by the life of the Son. So the beginning of the life of the Son starts when a soul begins to learn faith of the Son. Or life of the Son. Because faith is a life. This faith they are talking about here is a life. Not just that you live by always believing God. You don't trust in the man's report. You trust God's report. That it's, it's just a, that's just a, that's a prerequisite learning for this faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, I would have gone further, but because of time and because we wanted to go home, I'm going to take a pause here. How many of us are blessed tonight? One thing I know for sure is that to some degree, I know maybe I might be speaking over, you know, over some, maybe in our understanding, but I feel we can take it. Plus, it is good to have this understanding and meditate and think about them. If we can just... Now, one, one thing that I would just encourage us is how to eat very well. Chew, see, when, when, when you are learning something, chew it. Meditate on them. Hmm? When you are thinking about it and maybe you are trying to understand, begin to think on scriptures. Don't just think on it alone. When you are thinking about it, see how it, how it aligns with scripture. When you see a scripture for it, go there, read it, meditate on it. 
right? Don't just have a thought about hmm, fate of the son and enter it away. No, establish that understanding. Let it meditate on the word. Think about it. You can think, I live by the fate of the son, live by the fate of the son. Begin to think about it. And you notice that that will lead you to another scripture, which will lead you to another scripture. Scripture confirming scripture, right? Which is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Which Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Amen. Amen. And, and that, what I just said is something we learn in actually milk. It's a milk, it's a milk, it's a milk skill. Which is useful in every growth level. Be it Christ, be it everlasting life. You can't throw it away. It's a statue. It's part of a statue. It's, be, it's inbuilt into a soul. If we can master it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Does anybody have any question tonight? Before we round up. So I'm, I, I did not take too much time. Eh? It was pretty short. I mean we started a little bit. So I think I only spent 30 minutes over. About 30 minutes over. Bear about. Bear about. Amen. So no questions? Alright. Let us begin to thank God for tonight. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Sifine moto sakari boshito fene mosito fene masata baria. Ima sata fene mosito fene kasito fene mosito fene kato fene mosito kaya. Father, we thank you. Masito fene mosito. In Jesus' name, I feel the Lord just wants us to, you know, embody faith seriously, and. I don't think it's wrong to, to pray. I don't want us to pray tonight for faith. Both to understand it as we should, to, to carry the understanding. And also to be raised in faith. To be full, to, for us to come into fullness of faith. Just as the scripture mentioned Stephen, full of faith. Can we just pray tonight? Mahata Fene Moshita. That God will help us. Masita Vene Moshita Fede concerning faith. Emata Vane Motovada. Wherever that stature is missing, lacking, that will receive mercy for growth in that area, that will come into faith, stature of faith. Help to, to be filled with faith. As Stephen is, is full of faith. That every understanding that needs to take place, every yielding that needs to take place for that stature to come together as it should in us, that we receive help to grow in faith, in that stature of faith. That the understanding of faith will be established, it will carry it. Both in our stature, in our use, in our engaging, engaging with the Lord. Help us to 
Epizadi makete veri moshika bata. Epsasa, epsasa, epsamika veri nosh. Eprasta zenema. Emazete venema shita bariasa. Ezete venemo shita bata. Eprazete, eprazete. Enzata vani moshita. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise tonight. Thank you for your word which you have spoken. Thank you, Father, for how you have helped us even to connect your thought. Father, we say thank you. Father, we pray tonight, Lord, that the grace for your faith will be installed in every heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, that that man of faith you are looking for will be built in each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, where you need to fill us, we ask that you fill us again in your mercy by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O Lord, that both our being in and out, our person, Lord, you will make available resources of faith, blessings of faith, stature of faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O Lord, for this aspect which you are speaking, this transition you are, you are talking about, we ask, Lord, that every heart in need, every, every heart, every soul in need of this transition, Father, you will make available your power for to move every heart into your faith of, of your son, Lord Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. So we ask, Lord, that you begin to teach us, O oh Lord, even again, these things which you've said to us concerning your life, concerning your faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer tonight. Father, we pray, O Lord, for the impartation of your faith upon every heart, for every heart listening and hearing us, O Lord, hearing hearing your word tonight. Father, we pray, O Lord, for the release of your impartation of faith upon every heart in the name of Jesus. Let hearts come into faith. Start us of faith. O my heart, every heart is fair. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer tonight. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You 